Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Three. All right, what's up, all you pillowcases out there? I literally just went for it with pillowcases just to see how it sounded. Um, that was a song uh, titled Chicago uh, after I saw the show The Bear. If y'all have seen The Bear, then you heard that song and you thought it was fire, and that's the way that my brain works. Anyways, welcome to another episode of Pillows and Beer. I'm here with my boy, Craig Conover. We are in the hall Cabernet studio. What's up, Craig? What up? Yo, yo. I, yeah, I'm a little different on that because I love the, you don't know this yet, but I watched the bear. Um, You finished it? Yeah. I started it yesterday and finished it yesterday. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) So like when you heard that song in the intro, you didn't think it was awesome? When I'm watching the show. Yeah. But like, I'll never listen to that song again. Really? Yeah. So really? like when I like I didn't skip the intro to the bear, which I usually skip the intros because some are truly terrible, but I didn't mind it because I like the song. But like I would I just will never listen to it again. I just think that they have such a great soundtrack, which just goes so well with the show. But that makes me happy, though, that you finished the show in one day because it is that good. Yeah, I mean, the show, it's just spot on uh, because Paige was like. Uh, I hear it's a little dark. Like, I don't think you're going to like it. And I was like, no, 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 because it's based on the restaurant industry. I will. Cause I can relate to all of it. I mean, I was never on a line, but we were still with people on the line every day and knew the inner workings. And I was like, I'm going to really enjoy this show. And I did. I, did. I mean, she's not wrong in the sense that it's definitely dark, but I feel like when you are working in a pressure cooker of a restaurant where you are moving and grooving, like it kind of it like I have worked with many, um, for lack of better words, like troubled people, right? Where it's like they get off and they're like, can I get three shots of Jameson, please? And like a Jameson and Coke. And that is like their order as soon as they get off work because they just were moving and grooving and hustling so much. And then you get off and boom. And so you just see so many people that work in the restaurant industry that do have like a problem with, you know, substances, which is literally the backbone of that show. And I feel like one of the general themes is that it's, it's okay to ask for help. What do you yeah, think? But <clears throat> it, it is, but the show's not about that, which no, is good. No, like it's, it's not definitely underlying, but theme. no, that that's a big part of the show, but it's not just about that. And for people out there listening, you know my kind of barometer for dark shows. that They have to be balanced. Like, I hated um, the meth show, Breaking Bad. Hated it. Uh, Freezing cold take, but okay. Yeah. This show is not like that. I cannot wait for season two. Yeah. I oh, put it on. The ending was such a hook, was it not? Yeah, it was great. It was yeah. beautiful. It was beautifully yeah. done. Here's what a thing I really loved about The Bear, which there's going to be a lot of them. It wasn't over-dramatized like current reality TV. So it wasn't like if there was a dispute in the kitchen, it was solved like it would have in real life and not drug the fuck on. Like someone would say sorry and it would be over. Or like that one line chef that was like being a bitch for a little while. Like as soon as it was over, it was over. There was no like continual sabotage like it wasn't like producers were on set being like sure we need more we need more instead they were just like all right i'm willing to move on if you are and i was like i love this we had conflict we move on who is your favorite character uh he was actually carmy carmy yeah i think that's his cousin because he was <laughs> such a character he's, he's such a dick, a dick in, in the beginning of it all but but then he mellow well I want to give it away. Right, but, we're not going to give away spoilers. Yeah, yeah, None he, of these are spoilers. Yeah, no, but but he's definitely just like this outspoken, and he says some like really really funny shit, and you're just like, this guy is over the top, outlandish, hilarious, and it's like you know he couldn't even write this character, but he was written. But um, well, no, he but it was so the accurate. Like I thought it was being, I thought it was based in Philly. Like if I wanted him to know right. they were in Chicago, sure. I would have guessed sure. Philly. And. I related so much to the characters because I grew up with people like that and like worked with people like that. And 
Yeah, I, it was just, I think either Nick told us or I was talking to someone before I watched the show and they brought in people that worked right around where they filmed. Like they, they really concentrated on making it as accurate sure. as possible. I mean, look, man, I, I moved to Madison, Wisconsin, and I literally opened a sandwich shop, right? It was a sandwich shop slash like craft beer bar. And it was called Roast because all the sandwiches were, were you know, roasted. Like, you know, the meats were roasted. And, uh, <laughs> right? They roast their meats. Okay. They served <clears throat> and, cooked food. And, and no, it, it, it was really good, like, you know, artisan sandwiches and such. And, uh, and I mean, opening that restaurant and just like the high volume on freaking game days in Madison and things of that nature are just like, and a lot of the guys on the line reminded me of the show, like straight up. So um, their banter though, was my favorite, like the way they talk to each other in the kitchen. Just it, yeah, because I have look, we just bartended last week. We did some guest bartending at the Mohegan Sun in Connecticut actually had a fantastic time. So fun. It was awesome. Um, and we bartended for about an hour and it was like, there's no joy to me than being behind the bar and just like making people happy with drinks and entertaining. I just, I do miss that a lot of times. Right. I, I feel like, like the best aspect of bartending is the interaction with people. Right. So you know, you're talking to all of these people and, and you get to, you know, figure out about their lives and you know, they're asking you about yours and, and that is what's so fun. And then you know, you're shaking drinks and stuff and, and um, that's exactly what we did at the Mohegan Sun. But everyone there was there for, you know, us. So, right. So well, we it, didn't have the people full, yelling at us. Know, three, and, yes. Right. But right. also as a bartender, you have that power because if you yell at me, I'm not going to serve you. Yeah. If you're a like, server, you got to be nice to your table no matter what. Um, it was like Craig, Craig to the left, the left side and I took the right side. And then we kind of just like, you know, went around the bar because it was a full, uh, 360 and basically I was pouring shots, Craig. That's kind of what I did. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was a good time. So basically I just watching the, the bear, I was like, it was a good show. It was, a, it was a fantastic show. He will win some stuff. Carmi will at least there's, well, I mean, well, you know, you know that he got huge from shameless and shameless was so, so good. He played lip. Well, you and Paige have the same, viewing history so this is exactly what she has been telling me and was like you will love his character you on shameless would. the first like three or four seasons of shameless is i mean f like flawless television and once again chicago oh really yeah she said she would South side restart of chicago shameless with me i mean i yeah season season one two three i would watch over and over and over and then i kind of lost uh a little bit of interest in it but it's Fantastic. That is a side note. That's my favorite character on all of television. Who is that? Uh, they, we, Swamp uh, Wars happens to be on the television in Look our at that podcast skull room. cap he's got on. He, I will find his name during the commercial break, but he, when I mentioned him, if you've ever watched the show, he is the greatest character on there. And um, anyway, I actually have to redress. That's not even a word, probably. I have to rewind. Well, redress is a word. I'm just using it wrong. Favorite character by far, I've thought about this since I watched it, to tell you, is Maddie Matheson. I fucking love that guy. Oh, the fact. Oh, the, the fact. Yeah, fact. yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, he played a, he, he played like a, like a no matter what, just like a lovable character, even when he was getting, you know, yelled at. Did you at used to watch that. his show on Vice? No. Okay, no, so he's got a badass cooking and travel show okay. on Vice. Maddie Matheson. And when I saw him on I was there, wondering, man, because I was like, this guy, I was like, this guy is not just like your typical actor that booked this show. You know, he has the tattoos on his. Right. Like he wasn't the, playing. You want to call it? Like he wasn't his, playing up where you're like. frog neck. And, and, and I was like, <laughs> no way that this guy just walked in here and audition for this show and landed it well it was and a that, yeah yes. and then i was he like he down. must have been like a cameo that yes. worked out cameo is the right and word then, and then he literally like the cast or, or the producers or the whatever were like wait this guy works well so let's just have yes. him like like a reoccurring cameo right. throughout the it wasn't someone show. that got like their lucky break this was someone that was just like i want to be on this show or something happened but you know what he would be amazing to have on here i 
Craig, if, if we can land well, him. Well, now that, that he's on awesome. the fucking bear, yeah. But. Yeah, if we, if we could land him, you know, there are plenty of people that we'd obviously love to have. Who's so, uh, someone that pops in your head? I mean, Lip. Sorry, Carmi. Who, oh, who, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, okay, fair, but based on, well, you Just watch like anybody? Shameless. There's another guy on, on Vice. He's like a big, fat dude who, like, smokes blunts See, all the time. I don't time. like him. What, what's his name, though? He's obnoxious, and his friends are obnoxious. Okay. But you could say the same about Maddie Matheson. And look, only based I don't know, off man. the show. Maddie seems to have just this like infectiously positive attitude. Um, I look. I'm not. I don't want to bash the guy on Vice. I think it's incredible that they were able to land their own show, and he's a talented chef. They're the weed guys, like heavy, heavy weed guys. Yeah. And he's got his posse Come with on, them. Man, his name is. Uh, you know, we know his name. It's fine. I Google big guy vice. Yeah, I big know. guy and the rusty boy robot popped up. Whatever the fuck that. Is. I mean, literally, you know, freaking Matthew Matheson was was one of the first guys that popped up too. What? I don't. I look. Uh, um, you know, the images for big guy vice. Oh, yeah, that's him. Yeah. It's, well, it's, and he has the, his his uh, Rang. Rang is his mentor. He's classically so Rang? he learned to teach. Or he learned to cook in French. This is his mentor in France. This is his mentor. Maddie's got a whole other story. We'll talk about Maddie Matheson and Vice okay. another day. I truly do. I leave Vice. Vice can lean. Vice lean is political. Some of their programs, which is fine. Some are truly fascinating though. Like their smuggling shows are wild. Okay. Hey That's baby, we are recording. Can I call you back? Did you pay for my facial? What about a facial? Wait, what about a facial? What? What did you say? Did you pay for my facial? No, baby. <laughs> no. Oh. And who are you getting a facial from? <laughs> I don't know. I just went and got a facial, and they were like, oh, it's already paid for. I was like, are you sure? Ooh, Craig, she's got an admirer, like, yeah. boy. Yeah, we just talked about um, the bear and how I watched it in a, in a night. Oh, yeah, so good. I'm going to go home and spend a time. Okay, mm-hmm. you're recording. Bye. 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 Um, so continue. Sorry. Craig, someone's about your girl facial. <laughs> Who's been following Paige to get her facials? The plot I just said yes. Yeah. Um, I, I have done that before. I have done that before when like someone gets flowers and they're like, was that you? And I'm like, then you're like, who the fuck sent them? Yeah. Flowers? I'm like, who the fuck sent them flowers? Um, and I should just be like, yes, of course that was me. Your, your boy action Bronson. See, I don't know if he's my boy. Right. But like, I think that he would amuse me, and I only said his name because we were talking about Vice. And That's fair. I guess there's interviews we can do where we don't want to. We've only ever had people on here that we hang. Doesn't out he kind of talk time. like like you know DJ Khaled? You know, met like a Bostonian and like they had a kid or something. Like that's kind of what he talks like. He's like, hey, and we're here right now. We're cooking yeah. some uh, Philly cheesesteaks. Um, I'm going to smoke a little blunt before I do so. That's wildly it's accurate. Like, he, like, that's how actually. he talks. It's like him and someone from Southie had a kid and then grew a fat beard and put tattoos all over themselves. Yeah. What do you, do you ever watch Vice? No. No. But um, I know that there's, I mean, on YouTube and stuff, right? Like, you know, Vice News is 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 actually like like pretty gritty. And so if you watch Vice News on YouTube, they like don't, you know, freaking hold back. Like, okay, some of these images might be a little oh, and someone just got murdered. Yeah, like, oh they my have god. Some smuggling shows and some illegal shows where they really work like the underground and they like do it with drug runners and they'll go into like their safe house and the guys have masks on and they like distort their voices and they're like yeah like and they're like what do you think we can do on the war on guns and they laugh they're like nothing (laughs) he was like no like you just can't and he's like they're like how quickly would it take to get and they name like a slew of guns and they make the calls right there and in 20 minutes they get like machine guns you know blah 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 and they show how they move them into mexico um like we're pushing the guns into mexico and like how they move cash and like ice doing the do hard hitting journalism. They do phone scams, Holy which moly. that one gets a little dangerous because they like find the guys that run all the like Nigerian phone scams, like the Nigerian Prince phone scams. Like I don't know, it's something to check out. I didn't know there was a big cigarette trade or gasoline trade like over in Eastern Europe. People like run gasoline across the border and it is one of the most dangerous jobs, but one of the most lucrative. They like fly across the border with gasoline like loaded in their car. Craig. And I, post reality TV life, are going to be 
SIG smugglers. They guess how they do it with parachute fans. You know, like the things where you put a fan on your back and you glide on a parachute. Sure. That's how they fly into country to deliver I mean, I the cigarettes. I've never done it, but how like far could you feasibly fly on that thing? I mean, they're in the mountains. I don't know. I mean, Didn't I, Scotty buy one of those? Yes. Yeah, we also have a friend here in Charleston that you're, uh, yeah, who you reconnected with yeah. recently. He does it in Virginia. All right. Well, that's uh, yeah. We're gonna take a quick commercial break. <laughs> Reach, gather. See you soon. When you run a business, time seems more precious. Every second you get can be turned into an extra dollar. Trust me, I know. Every misplaced moment feels like a missed opportunity, a lost chance to make your business better, or even just to step away and recharge. Our solution to this at Sewing Down South has been ShipStation. It has been since day one in my little sewing room. It's <laughs> now my kitchen in my house. ShipStation gives e-commerce sellers like you and myself more time to do what they really love. Unless what you really love is managing every single little detail of order fulfillment. I always sit here and listen to Craig talking about how he's shipping, shipping, shipping. And recently, um, because I've been wearing things on the show, like the Trop Hop merchandise has been overwhelming. Lauren, my merchandise girl, called me one time and she was like, Austin, we have 80 orders. And I was like, holy moly. Luckily, since we've talked about ShipStation so, so much, and Craig has told me the absolute ease that he runs it all with, I was able to pseudo save the day. So using ShipStation has been so, so easy um, to to get all of my orders out there to all of you. Um, it's really been a lifesaver. So it's time to let go of all those shipping tasks. ShipStation can do it better and faster. Sign up using promo code Pillows and Beer for a free 60-day trial today at ShipStation.com and start saving with every shipment. That's two whole months of shipping made quick and painless, and it's free to try. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in Pillows and Beer. ShipStation. Make ship happen. What's it telling us? Start. Please start. That's the song that was playing after your weird Chicago entrance. That's not. It's not a weird song. It's actually <laughs> oh, you a great like that song? song. Oh, is that why you were looking at me? Because you're like, how do you know that song? No, the song that you just played was a weird song. The oh. song that I played was not the weird one. I didn't play it. It's just on. Oh, um, did- like it's just been playing continuously. Oh, okay. Uh, you were just whistling though, and it reminded me of uh, the Mockingjay. Did I tell you that I? I was just whistling. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how to whistle, by the way. What? Yeah. <gasps> Craig, try right now. Okay, but why are you sucking in? Because that's all. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, there's no point in me trying. I, I've tried since I was six years look, old. Look, look, look. I'm, not, I'm not laughing at the fact that you can't. I'm just laughing at how funny it was to watch Craig just do it and, <laughs> and to hear it in my microphone or, or my earphones. Yeah. And all it sounded like Craig was just blowing I into remember the, the day I learned how to do a zipper. Like oh, for my jacket. Oh. Okay. And then I was like, okay, now teach me how to whistle. <laughs> They're like, either get it or you don't. Um, yeah. How many yeah. people do you think don't know how to whistle? Uh, well, Nick, I mean, can you whistle? Yeah, well, let's see this. Nick, can you whistle? I can only like sort of whistle. Like, do it. Uh, okay. 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 So then we're saying, you know what? Two out of three people can whistle is like what? I my dad's one of those people that can like, you know, do the full. I know, but like in this sound blast. If you get too far on the beach, you hear your dad like do yeah. that two finger whistle. Well, you know what I've back. never been able to do is like, yeah, is the two finger whistle. Like, you know, you put in your pinky and your, and yeah, no, yeah, hell no. I don't know. Yeah, I don't even Well, know. I just did a full rewatch of. Hunger Games, and it was like the most content I've been in a long time. What's your favorite one? Great question. So, the Mocking Jay is two, and no, a Girl on Fire is two. I'd or? say the third one was probably my least nope. favorite. Catching Fire. The second one was probably my first favorite. Okay, so Hunger Games or and the Catching first one's Fire, so and good. then it's Mocking The Jay. first one's so good. First and second one were my favorite, and then the fourth, and then the third. But anyway, I thoroughly enjoyed my time. I actually have fire. I'm going to get killed. Well, whatever. No, it's not. Well, fuck it. I am me. I have fires in the summer. 
So, so I have I had a fire. I have fires at my house in the summer. I crank my air conditioning and I put a starter log in my fireplace oh. and it's basically like a giant candle. Okay. Um, and so I had that going and I had Mockingjay playing or the whatever it's called Catching Hunger fire. Games. And I truly fell for all of the characters. Um, not a PETA fan. Not a PETA fan. No. In in the books I am because I read the books. And he's different? I think so. Like, like I think that in the movie, he just comes across as a little bitch. He does. And then they reversed but it. And a, what's his name? You know, the books, you know, he's not. In the books, he's like, he's like, you know, the baker's son. And he's like really strong and, 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 and like, and like a hard worker. Well, but that would make movies, more sense. He's kind of just like a big old. He's a crybaby bitch. Yes. And the other guy was the cool one. Was he, did he suck in the, in the books? No, dude, he was the man. Gail, he was the man because he was like a hunter and, and took like, care of the like family when she was gone to be together. And he was yeah. like a self-sustaining, just like the movies really turned on me at the end. She wasn't supposed to end up with Peter. Uh, uh, I mean, I couldn't agree more. And they really kind of flaked out on it on the end. They were just like, oh, he did something that she didn't like and walked away. And I was like, how did we get going on this topic? Because you were whistling. Um, <laughs> but the point, I actually wanted to talk to you about. We do not have ADD. No, it's clearly not. Um, oh, God. The fucking, what's it called now? Speaking of I Hunger am, Games, Nick, Greg. What's the, what, what's the neuro, typical and neuro, I'm neuro uh, challenged. There's a new movement for people with ADD are called like neurodivergent and people that don't have it are called neurotypical and you're not allowed to talk about my ADD anymore. Obviously on this podcast, we don't follow those rules because I do have ADD and oh my gosh, man, I was bullied. (laughs) I was bullied growing up because it was like, you know, my quote unquote friends of mine like used to make fun of the fact that I had, you know, ADD and like they used to laugh at me even, even in class when like a teacher would be like, you know, Austin, I'm like, huh, sorry, what? And they're like, (laughs) ah, you know, he has ADD, huh? And and like, you know, as if it was like some, you know, severe form of, and, and to look back on it, you're just like, well, that's what it was like going to private school. (laughs) So I, oh yeah. Now how did any of that have to do with bartending? (laughs) Because I was a because you said um, ADD. Yeah, I did say ADD. Um, I was about to say, speaking of Hunger Games, which being behind the bar sometimes can be. Yeah, I was uh, going to say, world. what's a moment that sticks out to you? Mine isn't even that fascinating. It's just one that I will, I always remember. Okay, go. I, mine is, I remember this European family came in and they asked for red wine with Coke in it. And I was just like, What? And they were like, yeah, we want red wine with a splash of Coke. And I was like, I don't think I'm understanding you right. And they were just like, try it. And I tried it and it tasted like vanilla Coke. And I just ended up having a nice time, like talking to this family from Europe. Where were you bartending? And, and about what year was this? I was at Catch 54 in Fenwick Island, um, the original one before it burnt down. So it burnt down like 2010 or 11, probably 2009, 2008. But I just like... The reason I remember it is because it was such a drastic, culturally different thing. As in, I was under the premise or the preface that I had eaten and drank, you know, the things that I could come up, like the concoctions that I could have come up with, especially bartending. Never in my wildest dreams would I have mixed Coca-Cola or cola and red wine. And it's what they do in Europe for cheaper red wines on how to like use them, I guess. And it tasted good. So I was just like, wow, I... The world must be a lot bigger than I think it is. Okay, so that's your favorite? No, 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 no. That is a m- that is a that moment that sticks out in that like in I mind. I won't forget. No, it's not, dude. I've like rescued a whole building like burning down with people inside at that same restaurant. That's a story like for another I, day. Like, I've heard this story. Well, it's, it's not for today. Okay, but no, that's okay. just a memory that I have I from like behind it the bar be for, for today. <laughs> Craig, you get a lot of comments about people being like, uh, "Can we hear Craig's story about him rescuing a burning building?" And then it's going to be like. It's Craig's like, you know, graphic novel that he's working on that he came up with, you know, hero Craig. No, no, no. I actually do remember you saying that. So, um, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and tell mine, but let me just say that I do want Craig to tell this story because I feel like it's kind of a crazy story. And Craig is literally YouTubing it right now. Catch 54 YouTube. Catch 54 fire. August 2nd, 2011. I ran back into with my buddy to get some people out. 
And then right after this is when it explodes and it all like crashes down. We had to turn off these gas pumps right here because it's a fuel dock for boats. So we had to run back in, close all the gas lines off in the kitchen. And then me and Chummer were sitting in this parking lot. We just like the fire company took an hour to get. The, well, I don't want to. You were kind of just watching it burn like, you know, Carmi was. Yeah, at one and then point. it just fell to the ground. Damn. Um, and then that was the end of Catch 54, huh? Yeah. And then they had to rebuild it. Wow. But, uh, that was my last night of work. And I always joked about like, how old were you by the way? I, I, didn't, um, I don't remember hearing the 2011, year. August 2nd, 2011. Uh, I was about to go to law school. I was leaving for law school. So it was my last so, night of so work. We're like ever. 23 or 24, 23. Yeah. So it was my last night of work ever. And I was always like, and so people didn't believe me. Like I, I remember there was like white smoke started to come out of the grates upstairs. So the upstairs in the restaurant was all enclosed in glass and it was air conditioned. Downstairs was open air, like tiki bar, but there was tables to eat at. And everyone knew it was my last night. So I ran downstairs and I was like, hey girls, like my friend Molly and Shelly were working. I was like, hey girls, the building might be on fire. Like, we're not really sure what's going on. Just like stay alert. And they were like, shut the fuck up, Craig, you're hammered. And I was like, no, I'm not like kidding. And so were you, were you hammered? Not at this point. No, <laughs> fortunately, no, it was just my, could last you night. drink at the bar that, no. that no. Okay. Um, we did beer shooters so. because I've worked at bars where we can drink, including one here in Charleston. And some nights, like some nights I'd be like, Whoa, I took too many shots. Yeah. Some Oh, I mean, we did. And like, especially when I realized the security cameras in the bar were fake. Um, and that's something you learn when you get a little older and you start spending time in the office yeah. and you're like, wait, we don't have fucking cameras. Um, you're so easily like swayed and scared as a little, I was, no, I, I was mean, like yeah, a rule follower. Yeah. So there's white smoke coming out of the grates in the floor. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's like six o'clock middle of dinner service. We do. We had like four, probably three fifty to 400 covers in the building at the time. Like people. So me and Chummer call the fire department. We're like, hey, guys. That's a lot of people, by the way. Yeah, we're like, is there any way you guys can come down, like, check on the restaurant? And they're like, if we come, we're coming in, like, sirens blazing. And we're like, well, we can't do that. Like, we had a boss that would have fucking murdered us if we had to evacuate the restaurant, even if it was on fire. Like, we just, we weren't ready to make that call. They're like, keep on serving. (laughs) Get the scallops to table 23 now. (laughs) Fire, Fire everything. everything. So we, um, the smoke starts to pick up and I'm like, this isn't right. You know, like my dad's company does like smoke damages, fires. Like it, it just wasn't right. So all of a sudden things go from like sketchy to bad real quick. And the smoke turns black and I just make the call. And I'm like, everyone get the fuck out of the restaurant. So I'm upstairs. My girls clear the restaurant. I'm saying like, Everyone's looking at me like I'm crazy. And I was like, guys, the building's on fucking fire. You need to get out of here now. So like people are like, can we take our food with us? And you're just like, dude, just get out of the fucking building. So then I get downstairs and I'm like, Molly, the fucking restaurant's on like fire. Get everyone out. And they're like, shut the fuck up, Greg. Like, shut up. Because they couldn't see the smoke because they were downstairs and outside. Didn't you just tell this? No, this is on the bottom floor. Oh, okay. no one believed me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone thought the so anyway, was strong. I, I like... Stood up on a chair, had to yell. I really feel like this is a story for a different time, but um, you are balls deep. People in the like story, left so. their families. Like we had to go, like, you know, like some older people. We had to like help out of there, and we're like, "Is no one taking this seriously?" And then when I went back upstairs to see how the evacuation was going upstairs, the vents blew out of the floor, and flames came out, and all hysteria broke loose. So fortunately about half the building had gotten out before everyone started to scream and panic. Like my hostess started to bawl her eyes out and fall to the floor. Cause I guess she was caught in a fire as a kid. And like, she like her PTSD kicked in like people, you saw the people that were like running, like handling it, not handling one thing. We had cut my friend Connor from bartending that day. Cause it was a little slower early on. And he was like, all right, I'll leave you my iPad just, or iPod. Just please protect it. Next day, iPod is melted to the floor. I grabbed everything. Um, kind of rambling now. So flames are coming out of the vents now. We're in the kitchen, and we, like, start to get the kitchen staff out of there. No one knows what to do. So we're screaming at everyone to leave. Flames are, like, visibly coming out of the floor now. And 
we realized that the gas lines are still on inside. So me and Chummer had to run back inside, turn the gas lines off. We go upstairs to try to get the cash drawers. He starts to cough. The stairs start to like fall away. And I realized that we had just fucked up. I was like, we just got way in over our head. Like in the split second, I was like, we are in a, a building that is, we were surrounded in flames with like no way out. So we ended up jumping like down to the like lower platform and just calling it a day. But we got the gas turned off. We got like, there was an old lady in the bathroom downstairs that we got out that her family had just left. Um, and then we sat in the parking lot and watched it burn down. <laughs> it's kind of a summary of the story. There's that a little more there, is, but that is uh, shocking. And I wish, I mean, what you just described could be made into a movie. We what? Then we Greg's go like, for, and then I was on the third floor, and I leapt just as the stairs right, like evaporated underneath me, and then I caught the banister on the other side and pulled myself up while I had we did while, while I had the old woman who was in the bathroom <laughs> in my other hand, and I then did I pulled actually her up to safety slide across the line like under the line like on top of the service table i slid from this side over to the the kitchen the kitchen side to turn something off but then we went to have cheesesteaks at philly's finest as we watched the remnants and they were all just like so your guys restaurant burned down tonight and we were like yeah and the question is did they feel bad for you and give you cheesesteaks on the house we did we got cheesesteaks on the house and then the next day the owner couldn't bear to like go inside. Like he was pretty upset. I mean, Matt was awesome. So he let me and Connor and trip go in. I've got some crazy videos. Actually, I'll send you some photos. Nick, my hair was so long back then. Me and two other like surf bros, the, all the lick under the cabinet, like this didn't get damaged. And he was like, no, screw you alcoholics. You can't have it. And then when we were leaving, he goes, all right, get a trash bag and fill up and fill it up. And so and, and my, like my first year in law school, like I had a, a full bar moment. Yeah. Of, you know, your life just Dude. like how, how, like how, how many times easy. we get full yes. rain to yes. go take anything you want out of a yeah. bar. And then you're like, oh my God, jackpot guys. I just got every flavor of Stoli yeah. vodka. I had Let's like go. Johnny Walkers and stuff. And so <laughs> okay. Corey and okay. I, like, well, that's big. We had, we had this like bar my first year of law school with all the, I ended up driving it all down. But story, I would say for another day, but I guess I just told it. Um, wow. Okay. Well, I'm not going to start. I'm not going to tell oh, my story. Very fair question, Nick. So the stove was so hot against the wall that it actually lit the insulation behind the stove on fire. And so that small fire made its way up the wall into like the big A-frame roof at the top. And so the roof was on fire, like this, the, the attic was on fire for a while. And that's why we saw it come through like the air conditioning system. Um, and then it kind of, you know, it, it happened pretty fast. But I thought you were going to tell your naked story from New Zealand, Austin. Well, I was going to, but then you just told your hero story from, uh, uh, what's it called? Catch 54. Catch 54. And I said that we leave it at that and then I'll leave my naked New Zealand story. Well, no, story if I had to tell day. my story, you have to tell your story. Well, yours is... I'm sure you did great things as a bartender too, but <laughs> this is a cool story. Let's follow up the intense story. I didn't story by save cool anyone's life, um, but... My first bartending gig was in New Zealand, and... Wait, your first? Yeah, first. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought you got the job because you were a bartender. No, so when I went... <clears throat> so there was an open call, like an open casting call. I don't, I don't know what to call it. I'm going to film um, fill some Pinot Noir. There was an open, uh, you know, job... Open house. At, the, sure. And it was like, you know, come, come, one, come all to... To, to come and apply for the job, Craig. And so when I went in, <clears throat> you know, they knew that, that, I mean, I lied. I mean, I lied and said that I, that, that I had bartended a little bit in Vail at the Ritz, but like, not really. I was like, you know, popping beers and like, you know, but I obviously just told them that I was right. because it, it is a hostile bar for God's sakes. Well, which, you're probably like, I know I will be a good bartender, yes. here, but I got to get the job. Right, right, right. Uh, and so, you know, they, they gave us this, like, you know, ap application to fill out. And it had all these questions. And I just remember, like, thinking to myself, I was like, these managers, I was like, imagine if it was like, you know, you and me up there, Craig. But, but, but not like now. 
but at like, you know, 28 or something. And like, you know, we are responsible for actually hiring people. And you and I would look at these, you know, freaking applications and be like, did this guy really just write out like an essay of like why he's good at pouring like a vodka soda? Like, give me a break. That's true. They were the people hiring us back sure. then were our age They didn't now. give a shit, you know? <laughs> they were like, did this guy really just tell me that, you know, he has like a mixology degree? I was that when guy. I, when I could just want him to pour like a freaking, you know, Red Bull vodka? Like, I don't care. So then that's what I thought. So on the whole front page of my application, I wrote, I'm awesome. And that was the whole front page. And so the uh, the women, the bosses and you know, the GM and the manager and whatnot were women. And so when I went up there, they like, you know, laughed and then they were like, look, we want to hire you. And like I talked to them for 30 seconds and I was just like, I, I would love for you to hire me. And they're like, but we we have the bartenders already filled out. So what if we bring you on as like, like security. And I was like, guys, I'm like a 23 year old or 20, like 23 year old, you know, security. And then they're like, it'll just be for like a week or so. And then it literally was for like one week. And then I transitioned in, in to bartending, but like, that was how they gave me the in. They were like, we want to hire you, but like, we've already hired all the bartenders, but like, we have to hire you. And I was like, yes, you have to hire me. So anyways, my, so every Friday, because New Zealand is really, really big on um, action sports, right? So bungee jumping was what what they say invented That's action sport. Invent well, uh, sure, and, and like you know, jumping out of planes and and like would shit, we consider like bungee that. jumping a sport? No, I don't think. Okay, so sport might have been the wrong sport. word. Uh, like, like. A thrill seeking adventure. It might not adventure. be the wrong word. I'm just saying, like, right. So, like, you know, paragliding and and you know, jumping out of a plane and bungee jumping. Yeah, all the things. Apparently, I, I won't do. Apparently, the first person to jump off of the Eiffel Tower was uh, a New Zealander's name um, is AJ Hackett, and AJ Hackett has like you know bungee things all over New Zealand, and so they, the people who run the bungee course, used to come into the bar. And do this thing, right? Because busloads of travelers would come through each week. And every other Friday, they <laughs> they would come in. What, what the hell is that? Sorry. First person to jump off the Eiffel Tower. Oh. His what? parachute failed to deploy oh, and no. he died. Okay, okay. First person to bungee jump off the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> okay. Ron's oh right. God. 1878. No. Oh, oh no, no, no. God. 1912. Um, <clears throat> so, okay, so these guys would come in. And what they would do is it was called uh, horizontal bungee and horizontal bungee was that they would attach you to one side of the bar and then you had to run up to the actual bar bar, grab a beer on it, come back. Right. So say that I was in the actual bungee. I would run up and grab it. I'd come back. I'd hand the beer to Craig and Craig would pound it as fast as he could and put the cup on top of his head to show that it was empty. And you know, the fastest team's time won. Now you got seconds shaved off your time the less clothing that you wore. So, you know, it was encouraged to get down like your boxers or like your bra and underwear or something. And like some girls, of course, would take off, you know, their tops and, you know, run up there. And, um, and so I would never do that. Right. Because they would always be like, okay. And now to demonstrate, we're going to use, you know, Austin and Steph and Steph was my roommate or, you know, one of my three roommates. And, we would not get down to our bra and uh, our underwear because we were like, okay, we're just going to show you how to do it. So then we do it and then we would get free bungee, right? Because, because we gave them like a free tab. So, so I went bungee jumping a few times. Really? But yeah. But then my very last night, it's just not something I care to do. Well, I, I was terrified and honestly, there's a video of it like that they gave me and we should watch it one day, Craig, because yeah, you will laugh. I don't think I had a haircut for like three straight months while I was living there. So my hair was just like the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen. So I, uh, my very last night there was the drunkest night I've ever been in my entire life. And they had me do it. And I got butt naked to do the <laughs> horizontal bungee. And the, and do you the, remember it? Y- yes. Uh, only in the sense where the bungee guys, wouldn't let me get to the bar right so like they kept like on pulling back into my rope and i'm like struggling like you know naked to get to the bar i'm like 24 years old at this point 
Um, and it was just a big, fun, wild night where I woke up, you know, the next day I'd, I didn't have you know, my cell phone, which I didn't care about because I bought it there and got, you know, minutes there and, and I didn't have my wallet or my, uh, you know, passport. And that was a big deal because I was leaving the country that day. You have your passport? Yeah. Uh, I left it at the bar and thank God that I got it when it, you know, finally got it at like three o'clock in the afternoon. I was leaving at four. Um, it, 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 it was uh, a riot and that was cut. What an evening. What an evening. Yeah, I want to go back sometime soon. Hey, we're just going to throw it out there. We are going to go back. Me, Shep, and Austin are going to Australia for basically, that's all I'll say. That's our tease. And if you have any suggestions. For, 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 no, well, you know, more than just like a tease, you know, we're not just going to go for like a week. Yeah, we're going to go for a while. Paige will be involved. It's nothing like that. Our, um, our, We've winter, just said it for years. Our winter is their summer. Yeah. And, and we've our said, winter here in Charleston is particularly dead. Like, you know, January and February are like nothing is going on. So it's like, what are you even doing here? And so. we've always said we want it like Shep and I used to talk about it all the time. And obviously Austin's been over there and we were just like, we should go to Australia for a couple months. And, and so I, I called Whitney and it. Whitney was like, this is a great idea. He's like, let's film it. <laughs> We're like, fuck it, let's do it. So, oh, I mean, nothing set in stone in 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 that regard, but I mean, but we're gonna go, and we go. we'll at least film it ourselves. Some fun because vlog it would series. Be ridiculous to not, and we're gonna do some pop ups over there. It's just gonna be, a, it's gonna be awesome. I, I mean, mean, funny enough, and, and and I know that you can. The boys are know, going to Australia. I know that you can corroborate this, Craig. But like, I get a lot of DMs from people that live in Australia that are like, "Oh, you know, if I can come and visit, or you know, sending you love and support from down under, or blah 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 blah." And I just think that uh, that that there's a heavy Bravo. Well, we have a huge following in, there. Yeah, we've got, I can show you our. We 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 send a decent amount of pillows to to Australia and really shipping, yeah and shipping's crazy I expensive. Bet it is. Um, and people, it's like it's not even worth it unless you buy like a thousand dollars like a merch to send it down there. Well, we always so if you order from Australia, we throw extra stuff in the box. Nice. We don't like advertise that, but that is what we do. Um, yeah, so that's a fun little surprise, and uh, we're gonna take another quick commercial break and <laughs> with uh, that with that little cliffhanger yeah, almost as good as the bears cliffhanger <laughs> who knows what we'll be talking about next welcome back to this week's episode of pillows and beer i'm here with my Bestie Austin Kroll and trusty co-host. We're here at the Hall Cabernet Studio right in Charleston, South Carolina. Austin, how do you feel about sex in television shows? Does it turn you off from watching them or will you watch a show because there's lots of nudity? I actually have an interesting take on this, I think. Okay. Um, I don't know why I just said that. It was my question. I shouldn't answer. I mean, uh, I, I think it depends on like, what the level is that we're talking about because <clears throat> I think that you're talking about what I think that you're talking about is an HBO show, but I just saw something where it's like Harry Styles went down on his like wife in the movie of like a new movie that, you know, they're on and that's kind of what everyone is focusing on at the moment about the movie. They're like, Oh my God, you know, the sex scene between Harry and his wife, like, and the girl, I forget her name. Is like a little annoyed. That's all that people are kind of focusing on because apparently it was a pretty hot scene. Like I don't know many that many movies where like the guy just goes down on the girl. Probably should be more. There's one where um, John awesome. Cena does it. Just awesome. John Cena does it. Really? Yeah. What? Very hell? graphic what scene. The hell do you know? I mean, other than like uh, Wolf <laughs> because Wall Street, I remember I being in the movie like, theater and John Cena just goes down on this girl and I was like, I was not expecting that. What are you talking yes. about? Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, 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 you guys are on Amy Schumer? Amy Schumer, yeah. Talk How have you not seen this movie, Austin? I, I, I have, didn't like it. and I didn't want to be reminded I of know, that scene I didn't like at it all. Either. Thank you, Craig. Um, and, yeah, look, of course people are going to talk about it. It's not like... 
but like we live in a clickbait. We click talk. We live in a clickbait society. Like that just is what it is. I mean, I get it, but no. So I was gonna say, yeah, I was talking about Game of Thrones because apparently the remake um, is getting House of the Dragon. Yeah, is basically one of the stars is saying there's too much nudity. I will say that I I don't think it's too much nudity. I think there's too much fucking. Oh, well, I watch enough porn that I'm not watching TV to see it. Like, I like seeing a good, like, nudity shot, but I actually, like, am cool with there not being sex scenes in TV. I mean, do whatever the fuck you want, but, like, I hate being on a plane and having to, like, <laughs> cover the screen with my hand or, like, fast forward it with my finger. Oh, oh. like when I, I've I'm never watching been in a that, you know, situation. Oh, I have like, so many times, and I'm like, how many people around me can see this? Yeah. There's kids around me. And so I, you know, if I'm watching a show by myself, sure. But I feel like the hardcore scenes just, how do you not feel uncomfortable watching that with someone unless it's your partner? Well, how do you not feel uncomfortable, you know, acting that out, right? You're like, all right, my dick is taped to the side of my leg. Now I'm going to pile drive this girl or whatever. (laughs) It's like super uncomfortable to me. Like I would never be able to do it with a straight face. Like I would be laughing. Yeah. And like, they probably don't get credit you know, for it. I and mean, being like, you just had a real sex scene sure, without having sex. Especially if you have to like, you know, look at her or something like, you know, <laughs> lovingly and you're like pretend thrusting. And it, it would just be so, so awkward. Now I don't, I don't, you know, mind it. I mean, obviously there's like, there's like a line that is drawn. So like, you know, for instance, <clears throat> Shia LaBeouf, was in a movie called Nymphomaniac and he wanted to have real sex with his co-star and his <laughs> girlfriend was like, what the fuck? And was not pleased. And he was like, well, I'm trying to like, you know, make freaking art here. I'm trying to make it real. And That's she, not going to fly no matter right, who you right, are. Right. And it's like, and it's like, Shia, you are not the first person to act like you're having sex on, on screen. TV, yeah. I think that you'll be fine if you don't actually have sex with your co-star on screen. And he's like, but I'm trying to make art and I'm trying to make it real. And I it's didn't like, know that. That's funny. Oh my gosh. And so his girlfriend was like, I'm not cool with this. Or it's I'm like, we're going to sure practice before the scene so we know what is right. uh, going on. Like, hey, why don't you show up to my trailer? I think blankets. I, look, here's where I would feel, this is why I felt uncomfortable in Trainwreck, I think, is because it shows like positions. Whereas like, I think a classy like girl on top blanket over her shoulders, like, or a guy on top blanket over his shoulders. Like, no, that's the right way. And you go close on like the two faces. I like when like, you know, it's implied that she's on top and she's riding him. But what about like a doggy style scene in blankets like are down and you can see like the, Top of her butt crack or something like right. that's, that's but like classy. what like if they tell what got into doing. doggy style would that make you uncomfortable yeah it's kind of like like you're like I'm watching movie, TV unless the movie's supposed to be about like, like Dirk Diggler Jordan freaking Belfort <laughs> yes yes, <laughs> yes or Dirk Diggler's massive dong honestly I'll give only credence because I feel like the day they I mean, make a movie about Portnoy. There's going to be a doggy style scene in it, just recreating of course. this oh leaked God. sex scene. I'll give him a high five for that. But um, yeah, I don't want to see that much sex. But it's also here's a good take. It's not up to me if I don't want to see it. Change the fucking channel. You will never ever ever hear me complain about a new show because it has sex. I will just because guess what? I'm not entitled to control that show. But you're literally the whole five minute thing is you complaining about. Too much sex in them here. So what about too much nudity then? Uh, There's no such thing. There's no such thing as too much nudity. Like love being in other countries. Show some boobs or something. Like you know, it's you're gonna have a dong in there. That's fine. You know, that's fine. You know, trade off. That's fine. Um, there was a movie just recently. God, man, what, what was it? And all girls knew they were like, pause the movie at 12 minutes and 32 freaking seconds and look at this guy's hog. And <laughs> it was like the most impressive. I was like, you know, and he was in the shower where the guy's wife was cheating on him and the, sorry. Yeah. And so the, and so the husband knew and went into to, you know, the locker room to kind of, you know, what inspect the this? situation. And this guy like, you know, turns around and he's got like a nine inch python in his pants, it's like soft. And you're like, oh my God. And like, you know, the husband was like, shit. And it was like a serious movie, I think. 
And I read somewhere that it was a prosthetic and made me feel a little better about myself. But then I read somewhere else that it wasn't a prosthetic. And I was like, this guy has got it going on. That's, and I um, also would be like, shit, she's screwing him. Would you want to wear a prosthetic? Fuck yeah, I would. It's <laughs> not like false advertising. That is not even, well, I didn't even hesitate. Well, even if it that. was the same size, would you wear one? Probably it would just make you feel a little more covered up. Like less exposed. Yeah, I agree, man. Because being like totally butt naked and is a the weird camera, feeling, which I did. Yeah, my, Austin my first did season, do that. I know, but him and Thomas fell for that. But and Jenna. I, I knew that they weren't going to like show you know my frontal, but like I was full naked. You said that our camera guys and just so camera guys went tight on your dong. Stapleton <laughs> went tight on my dong, dude. And and uh, <laughs> he even said it. He was like tight dick player. And, and then you like, texted us after, and we're like, yo, just did, like, the naked scene. And Chef, we're like, what <laughs> like, naked what scene? Like, what naked scene? <laughs> oh, my God. And that means that everyone in Video Village, like, like people that I see and know have all seen my dick. That's like, <laughs> full frontal, there is footage at Haymaker Studios of my penis. <laughs> Hackers out there. Oh, um, I mean, truly, I, I mean, mine, mine 51. I feel like every, yeah, there's some shows that everyone gets naked on. I just recently saw Kyle's right. dong. Um, I, but have you've seen Kyle's dong? Yeah. Kyle and I showed it to each other. That's true. You did. That Spoiler. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris just did that new show called, it was pretty good actually. Paige watched it, but I would, you know, I was in, I just, in and out of the room. I just can't uh, like, I mean, I love him as Barney. Um, well, that's why you've been watching how I met your mother because it's such like it, it makes me like want to be in that friend group so bad. And like, isn't that what any show should do? It's like when we went to Charlotte, I hope that there are people out there that were like, I want to be in this friend group. I want to be on this Charlotte trip with Austin and Craig and Shep. See, I want to be, I watch how I met your mother. I'm like, I want to be in this. I wanted to be in the nice guy group. Nice girl, new girl, new girl group. Not how I met your mother group night. Wait, new girl, got because it. they weren't all in love with the same girl. I you were talking about our show. I was like, what? They, I feel like they were all in. No, that was a. Yeah, I do want to be. That's in that what friend we group thrive too. for. Also, I do want to be out. in that friend group too. Oh, okay, yeah, like yeah, and everyone. Uh, Uncoupled. It's a new, um, like uh, gay love story. Gay, like a yeah. show. I don't know yeah. the correct term. I don't think anyone's going to be bothered by that. It was a great show, but. They were in the news because they have a dick pic and I think they like outsourced the penis picture and like Neil Patrick Harris was a part of it or something like that about being like what they were going to decide on the picture that he sent. But I think they showed it. Um, Anyway, penises, penis, (laughs) penis. Wait, so they had this, they like had like a, you know, casting the chat people sending dick pics. I, it it was Nick Norris's dick. Yeah. Nick. I wish. I wish I'd known. He's shadowing as a dick model. Um, (laughs) That would be so. Well, hey, look, I I honestly, without, if you could not record stuff or take screenshots, I would have an OnlyFans page. I can 100% say that I would. If if you could not record and you could not like, you know, it was a one-time viewing right now right. adding like because us being on TV ads, if your it, dick was out there on OnlyFans, then it would pop up on every single blog. Right. Yeah. But if you could, if you had to subscribe to like, and we're not even getting into what we'd be doing on OnlyFans. I'm just saying like, I would, it's worth the money to me. It is worth the money. And I would subscribe because Craig won't show me his dick. So the (laughs) only way that I could see Craig's dick is to go on OnlyFans. One day I'm just going to walk out of the room and you're going to be like, what? I'm going to be shocked by it. I'm going to be shocked by it. showing me? And I'm like, I don't even know if I'm supposed to look look right at it. Should I look at you? Should I look at you, but like be knowing that I'm looking at your dick? Or do I look at your dick and just be like, okay, all right, let me just look look at it. You know what I mean? Like, would you like... God, especially if you leave your face out of it. But like, if we weren't on TV, <clears throat> yes. But like, yeah. But if we weren't on TV, then no one would give a shit right. about our dicks. Right? If you could not record stuff or screenshot stuff, I would do it. I think I can honestly say that. Would you consider doing it? Yeah. I mean, they're making so much money. I I, I went down a 
rabbit hole the other day of um i was on snap but you're also not a really hot girl is the problem <laughs> like i feel like the male market's gotta be way more no 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 no, no 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 i don't think there's not, as many guys willing to do not it. true dude when all goes to shit for me buddy i'm going on only fans yeah i mean who like, cares right as long as your family's okay with it yeah even then i wouldn't God. care haven't i disappointed them enough yeah, but when you buy him there, that first car, like, do you watch, do you follow Two Turn Tony and the Ski Mask yeah. Girl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, no, no, I don't follow him, but like, I do, like, uh, I know who he is. Yeah. You know, he has the goose, you yeah. know, the pet goose. The ducks. I don't think sure. he'd like you calling it a goose. A I'm duck. pretty sure it's a goose, dude. Okay. Well, Nick, write that down to investigate. <laughs> um, so like fucking Van Wilder. <laughs> write that down. And my public service announcement today, especially important because of all the injuries that have happened last week, stop fucking taking horse carriage rides. It's bullshit. The horses are falling out, dying everywhere. It's happening in New York City. It's happening in Charleston. I get texts all the time or messages being like, well, we're going to do a course uh, carriage ride and I don't have the heart to tell them not to. Don't do it. And the only reason I can say this now is there is an alternative in Charleston. Yeah. There's an electric powered carriage ride. And it's quiet. Yeah, it's electric powered and it's a beautiful carriage and you can do that because those horses... The last thing you want to do is see one bleeding out in the street when it falls over. So that was, I don't yell it at them anymore, like on the street, but you know, a lot of people don't know to their credit, Austin, like I wouldn't know if I came in and I'd be like, Oh, this is what you do in Charleston. Like I, I wouldn't know. So I don't hold it against anyone. I'm just telling you that like these horses, like you shouldn't do it. If you come down, take the electronic or the electric one or just walk it. I, I, yeah, I mean, on the same note of that too, and 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 yeah, because you know, you and I are opening like a restaurant, and 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 oh, well, <clears throat> we are we are a yeah, part we are. of you know opening a restaurant. Jordan um, said we get to say we're opening a restaurant. I mean, that that's awesome. Um, so that you know, the only reason that I was hesitating is because I don't want to take away anything from you know the creative and awesome chefs that that have put their you know heart and soul into the menu and the concept and everything like that so I just want to give them all the credence and props in the world but yes we certainly are uh opening a restaurant with these awesome people but people that go to this one restaurant you know downtown and I pass by it Craig and I'm like why are there 50 people outside? Like, I don't think I've ever been there before. And it's like the carriage rides. Like, I just don't think like there is a certain demographic of people, Craig, that don't know what the show is, that don't know what, you know, this is, you know, at all. And they will always go to this restaurant because yeah. they think that they're supposed well, to the be marketing big good. sign well, you in Google, the airport. Yeah. And they're the like, marketing. Oh, well let's go on a carriage ride and go down cobblestone streets where you can walk down that cobblestone street and you can go to a better oyster house literally one block in any direction. Yeah. That- and the people that can't walk it, that's why we can say this now is because our buddy, like, God bless him. I, and I, I use buddy lightly. We're like, we're, we're, we're friendly. Like, we're friends. I'm not doing this as a shout out to him, but he did something brilliant. And I actually would have loved to invest in it, but we weren't involved. But that electric carriage ride yeah. is so that people that can't walk the city can ride around on it. So... Anyway, I just saw it happen in New York, like a very gruesome horse death. And I was just like, what the fuck? Why is it in Charleston's 10 times? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw one here, right? Where, where a horse was killed over. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways. So that was my take. Kind of making me sad to talk about it. What are your uh, your takes this week? No, just 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 things that TikTokers, right? You know, the Gen Zers just like try to make popular that are like destructive things, right? So it's like... Uh, so it's like, there used to be like a challenge where like kids were taking like the paper towel holders in bathrooms at school. And it's just like, what, wh- like, well, they're very why? destructive. Like, wh- why is that cool or interesting or, or what? And then there's a whole thing <clears throat> where, where Gen Zers are, <clears throat> excuse me, where 
they are teaching you how to hotwire certain cars and like how easy it is. So what? they're literally encouraging you to steal cars. What do you mean? Because it's real easy. cars. Yes. Yeah, like real cars. Like a Subaru is like really easy to fucking hot hotwire. Were, were we just and taught they, for movies that it was like hard now? Them, and then they take them and they record it and then they literally crash the car and like you know walk away like and that's a hotwire car and get char- are they not being charged for grand Dude, theft? These people don't care, Craig. As long as they get views on their tiktoks that's why it's, it's like, all for the grand the world that's like is why you know gen z is uh, just like you pieces of shit well it's because they weren't raised right <laughs> you weren't it's all for weren't, what's like how many views that you get on tiktok god i wish you know what we'll ask People jerry after this. thirsty but it's because you didn't get hit growing up that's the thing i mean you well, it's not even that you weren't disciplined. disciplined yeah that's right well yeah you don't have to hit your kids but like you weren't disciplined if you steal a fucking car, you should be grounded forever, let alone arrested and thrown in jail. But you're like, how do you even get to a point where you feel so entitled that you can steal a fucking car punishment free? Well, I was reading today that there's like a, an all time high of school bus driver shortage because kids suck. Well, they're, they're not allowed to discipline them. If you're a bus driver yeah. and you do, dude, I was fucking grabbed by a bus driver for, well, that's not true. I watched him hit a kid that was being mean to me but i've been yelled at bus driver oh it's just all going to shit but yeah um did you know that i never have ever ridden a bus to or from school well you're lucky there's a lot of character building on a bus um (laughs) but yeah like if we used to like one time we were throwing shooting rubber bands at the driver and we got in huge trouble for that like we Good. had cameras on our bus. Yeah. And guess and what? I didn't nowadays do it kids get in trouble and their parents come in and scream at the administration and they're not in trouble. Anymore. Yeah. And then the bus driver gets put on leave. Um, exactly. Anyway, that's a happy note to fucking end this on. I'm pissed off his kid. I also, I'm fascinated. I want to watch the TikToks because I want to learn how to hotwire cars <laughs> just in case shit ever hits the fan here. And we got to steal a car and get out like, but uh, one request we both get a lot is the hair products that we use. And I, I don't have it. I don't get a chance to respond to too many messages. So I try to do it on here. And a lot of girlfriends very nicely ask, I'm trying to fix my boyfriend's hair. What do you use? Mm-hmm. I will tell you that I feel like this will surprise you all, but it's basic as heck. And I buy it at CVS or Walgreens. I use the yellow axe. So axe potty spray makes a hair putty. They make a couple, they make like six of them. I use the yellow one. So if you want, if you're wondering how I do my hair, do you, do you blow dry your hair? No, no, I towel dry it until it's pretty dry. And then I put the yellow sculpting taffy from Axe in it immediately. Yeah. Well, I towel dry it and let it dry a little bit, but it can't be dry. It has to be a little wet. Right. And then I'll put a backwards hat on if I really want my hair to look good, like a half hour later. And then when I take my hat off, it's good. Um, now I'm using Justin's, uh, apple cider, apple cider vinegar. Uh, I use that to shower every day. That's, that's what I use. How is it? It's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Makes good uh, stuff. I mean, it's great. Right. So it's like in replace of, uh, shampoo and yeah. Oh, oh my gosh, man. Now I, I just use like a dove, like, you know, putty as well. Um, like a cream. Right. Yeah, both so, of ours are so, so, white. Like I dry it, and then if I'm going out for the evening, like you know, dinner or something, where I'm not wearing a hat, then like I have to blow dry it, and then I I put in the product when it's dry. Oh yeah, I feel like our stylist put those product in first, blow, like and blow, blow it, and then they spray it. it. And then the, yeah, maybe so. I don't know. I I love when someone else does my hair, but I just don't know how to use a blow dryer. But hey. It was fantastic being with y'all this week. Stay tuned for stuff on our Instagram page. Go buy Austin's beer in three different states now. <laughs> five. Five yes, different yeah, states. Look at it. Yeah. All right. What, what states are they? Uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Alabama, uh, Alabama, and Florida. That's amazing. Florida. Stay tuned for our live podcast tour schedule. Should be being announced soon. Um. And stay tuned for more Carriage House updates, of course. Oh, yeah. So, oh, no. Well, we haven't been able to tell anyone yet, I don't think. Our restaurant is called Carriage House. It's on 7th and 10th in New York City. 
or 10th and 7th. I'm still getting used to it. I think it's 7th and 10th. It's in the West Village. It's called Carriage House. It opens in October. Alston and I are very excited about it. It's our first restaurant that we've ever been involved with, and it's with a team that there's not going to be someone more on this planet that I trust to, or that I would put my faith into opening an incredible restaurant than the three guys working on this project. Phil, Chris, and Jordan Andino are yeah, incredible. Can't cannot wait for this. Um, <clears throat> we got the, Bravo Con coming up. We were sent was is like a mouth watering. I mean, I don't even know the style to call it, but probably like you know, fine American fusion dining. Yes, and yep. uh, and definitely, definitely for all of you out there that are like, hey, I'm coming into Bravo Con. I don't really go to New York often. Where should we eat? We hope to have this open by BravoCon, and we would love to do like an event there, you know, beforehand, you know, maybe like a Thursday night or Wednesday night event or something. Craig would or like could, could be well, a lot of fun. It's going. But I'll definitely be eating there. It's going to be open. We'll Bravo just Con. have to let you guys know when reservations <clears throat> open. But yeah, so that's a really exciting project we're working on, and um, we hope y'all are having a fun end of your summer. For those with kids, I think you'd be excited that they're going back to school not sure but hope you enjoy the last few weeks you have with them and everyone else we can't wait to meet you in person cheers to everyone we met in connecticut this past weekend y'all were great and we'll see you next week What's up, Pillows and Beers listeners? I'm Reality Steve. If you're a fan of The Bachelor and all things pop culture, reality TV, you should check out my show, The Reality Steve Podcast, a daily show about The Bachelor, other reality TV shows you may be watching right now. I definitely throw in a lot of Taylor Swift talk and so much more. Search Reality Steve on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.